The Devil's Advocates Radio Show is broadcast under a time brokerage agreement between Devil Radio and Civic Media Inc. Some portions of this program may be pre-recorded. Warning! You're about to listen to the greatest radio show ever. And due to contractual obligations and to shield our airwaves and corporate licensees from any semblance of liability, responsibility, and gullibility, we must tell you the views represented on this show are not necessarily those of this station or its management. This radio show contains differing points of view on current political topics, and due to the nature of its contents, it should be heard by everyone. Thank you for listening. Now live from the Civic Media Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, where the political party is just beginning, welcome to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Friends proving it's never personal, only politics. Please allow me to introduce myself. And now, here's your hosts, Dom and Crute. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show, the happier happy hour, the Tuesday edition, final countdown for Nikki Haley going on in New Hampshire. Maybe, as I stated prior, Dom, she can't win today, but if she loses badly, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Nikki Haley to get the hell out. Why? Why do you think that? Why do you think there'd be any pressure on her whatsoever? I mean, if Donald Trump is is, is the only guy left, and when 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 the convictions come down, where, where are the Republicans going to turn, man? She's got every reason to stay in the race. She will not stay in the race long enough for that to be valid. And one must weigh their political future. Ask Ron DeSantis. I mean, why did Ron get out? Basically, because it costs money to run a campaign. And if you don't win something, once they actually start voting and going to the ballot box, people don't stick money in your coffers. You know what I mean? They don't fill you up anymore. So if you got a close second, if it's neck and neck, Okay, there's a viable reason to consider anyone so but Trump. Close, within five, within ten. I mean, what, what do you think close is? Close to me is, you know, close, like five, <laughs> six, seven. Relative, That's man. close. That's close. Or a so question. Less than 10. Well, I tell Single you what, if, if, it, if by the time the Badger game's over, they've already called New Hampshire for, for Trump, then Nikki Haley will be stepping out and endorsing Trump someday. Very, very soon, probably this week. But if it's close, and I mean five, six, seven close, she doesn't have to win, but she's got to be damn close. Well, then, then at least there's some plausible reason for her to stay in the race. But if she gets handed her ass by 30 points by Trump in New Hampshire, no, it's over. And in fact, no non-incumbent has ever, for the Republicans, captured Iowa and New Hampshire back to back. So whatever Iowa does, often New Hampshire does the opposite. So if they both pick Trump, no, it's, it's probably the Trump party. And I've always predicted that would be the ultimate outcome, Dom. I've always told you this would be the embrace of Donald Trump. They'd all come cravingly crawling back to the man because it is the party of Trump. It is the cult of Trump. And, if they pick but Trump, Trump can't tonight. win the general. So let, if, if you take the Coke, that's network, what my math says. Uh, so, so Coke network says we're going to, we're, we're funding Nikki Haley. We're going to push Nikki Haley because there needs to be an alternative because Trump can't win the general. If that philosophy held a week ago, it's going to hold next week as well. Now 30 point 
ass kicking, sure, I, I would, I would, I would probably agree with you. But ten, eh. what, what, what's the downside of keeping going? Well, then her money. The candidate will continue to take pot shots at the presumptive nominee, and if that is your nominee and you're the Republicans, well, it's time to circle the wagons around your boy. Now, plenty of people have pointed out this. <laughs> but there's a bunch of Republicans, Cruz, that will never vote for Donald Trump. I can't. I can't help that party, Dom. They've done this to themselves. If this party certainly, implodes, certainly. but if they're all the never going to vote for Donald Trump, they still need a vessel. And the only vessel left is Nikki Haley. Or RFK or no, the third no, way plan with no, Joe Manchin. No, I mean, who no. knows? But I will tell you this, Tom. If Trump blows out Haley, Haley will get out of the race. Trump is already in many people's eyes. I mean, hell, Haley had to push back against Fox News. Y'all are ready to coordinate him already. She said, and effectively yeah, they are 6,000 votes in Iowa, man. This thing isn't over. And there's so much uh, traditional quote unquote Republican angst about Donald Trump. Again, they need to direct that somewhere. They need someone to represent them. They need to keep her going because if, you know, Trump gets convicted, there's, there's an issue with the convention where they're going to go, man. It's got to be Nikki. She's got to stick around. What, she got to stick around to the convention, Dom? That's not how the game is played. Now, she suspends her campaign. That's all DeSantis did and Ramaswamy did because you can always, what, pick it up and run with the ball again. <laughs> just suspended if you haven't ended it. Didn't close the bank account yet just in case someone, you know, wants to help you backfill. Well, right. You know, you got to pay some bills out. Well, here's here's the reality that these Republicans will face probably. They're going to face at some point the nomination of Donald Trump. Probably going to come closer to March 5th than tonight. Probably not going to be over for Nikki Haley. You're right. She's probably going to continue for a while longer. Chris Sununu, the governor of New Hampshire out there on, on the stump as a surrogate, said she doesn't even have to start winning till like March 5th. You know, delegate math. She doesn't have to win yet. She just has to be very, very close. It has to be a plausibility. A 30-point loss won't leave her as a plausible candidate. That's not an alternative. That's a distant second, right? Just ask Ron DeSantis. So if she is a plausible alternative, this race will continue. Gives me a reason to be in Vegas. I mean, Vegas. plausible, she's the only alternative, Crudy. This is what I'm telling you. This isn't a normal election. They're not cycle. looking for alternatives. They got there their are looking, dance They are party looking for partner. alternatives. Come on, man. I mean, 49, 40. 8% of the Republicans in Iowa were looking for an alternative to Donald Trump. You can't say they're not looking for an alternative. Well, I would I would point out, Dom, if there were primary alternatives to Joe Biden, if people felt like they could show that they could support a different Democrat other than Joe Biden, I'm not talking Marianne Williamson or Dean Phillips from Minnesota, no, no offense to the congressman, but if Gavin Newsom was in the race, Oh, it'd be it'd be messy on this Democratic side. So the presumptive nomination of Joe Biden doesn't mean that he has the 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 embrace and the enthusiasm of his party either yet, Dom, does he? The greatest reason to vote for Joe Biden is because Donald Trump is the alternative. What if Donald Trump's not the alternative? What's Joe Biden's future look like then as the nominee for the Democratic Party? Well, I mean, he's still going to be the nominee of the Democratic Party because Phillips and, and you know where all the aides will be. Over. It'll be on the Democratic side. 
because they see Nikki Haley's beating this guy by 10 points right now. And they're not going to say that's an aberration. She's not charged with 91 felonies. If the Republicans pick Nikki Haley, I think there will be a lot of people that voted for Joe Biden once upon a time that will breathe a sigh of relief. How do I know this? They express it to me. Oh, at least she's not crazy. I could vote for Haley. Now, I'm not going to say she's a moderate, Dom, because I don't perceive her to be a moderate. But I'm telling you, well, compared to Donald compared Trump. to the fascist Donald Trump, she is, man. You know, she so it depends doesn't on keep what you're comparing her to. She doesn't keep people up at night. You know what I mean? Not in the same way that Donald Trump does for us. But let's face facts. There's many people in this nation that Joe Biden, the prospect of another four years, keep them up at night. Joe, we've seen the approval ratings, and I'm not here to crap on him. I'm just saying it goes both ways. And the fact that well, Trump is also, this dented right, sure. and, he's, uh, but again, and he's the, the nominee. The perception becomes reality. And as, as the campaign starts getting out right now, Kamala Harris beaten the Roe v. Wade, the Dobbs decision, this is going to be an issue. I mean, as we all know, people aren't dialed in to the degree that we are right now. It'll take months for that to happen. So, yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but right now, I mean, if you were, if Donald Trump was in office right now, he'd be railing about how great the stock market is. So all you got, okay, hey, Republicans, look at the stock market. Wasn't that, wasn't that your metric of success for four years under Donald Trump? How's it now? No, I'm not saying that I agree with that. That's an all of all. I mean, 10% of the population of this country, top 10%, own 90% of the, the market. So, okay, that's part of it. Wages up, right? Wages are up. Inflation leveling off, going down a little bit. Rates going, interest rates going down a little bit. You GDP, pretty, pretty damn good. So, yeah, there's going to be individual things out there, but I mean, I don't know, man. What what about the last four years do you think keeps people up at night under Joe Biden? I, I don't know what that is. I can't think of something. Can you? The inflation. It's the cost of living that is keeping people up at night. And financial issues are the ones that keep people up at night. So if you think that many of the people in this nation, if you ask them, and, and what was the Reagan ask? You know, are you better off than you were four years ago? Are you safer than you were four years ago? There were a series of questions that How would that you answer Reagan... that question now under what? Four years ago was COVID Trump, man. How is it now compared to then? I felt like the entire Trump presidency was utter chaos. I felt like the, <laughs> the, the whole country was on the brink of a heart attack through the entirety of his presidency. And it was damn entertaining, you know, for a couple of talk radio junkies, but... I could have done with a lowered blood pressure. I can't imagine returning to the chaos with with a little additional fascism on the side because he's gotten a little better at the fascistic stuff. And, you know, maybe a little dementia setting in. So you go back to what you know, strong and wrong. So another strong and wrong four years of Donald Trump is not appealing to me. But the Democratic Party has given me one option. Joe. Joe is the flavor. If you don't like Joe, go screw yourself. And in fact, Joe's not even on the ballot in New Hampshire. Joe's going to flip around the map a little bit. So Joe doesn't even get to have some runaway victories here as Trump's trying to eke out some wins. I you mean, by comparison, Joe Biden on a writing campaign in New Hampshire is going to come out on top. Yes. Okay. Do I so think that saying? if the do I how many articles do you think are going to be in the paper tomorrow saying Joe Biden underperformed in his write-in campaign because he got X number of write-in votes. Can compare that to Trump. Compare that to Haley. He got beat by Nikki Haley. If he gets beat, 
numerically in the number of ballots cast in the primary in New Hampshire, which will be entirely of their own creation, this this non-issue issue that Joe Biden is not on the ballot in New Hampshire, has given Democrats no reason to go practice up for the fall. And in fact, all the headlines tonight, either they're Trump or they're Haley or they're the Republicans, but the only headlines for Joe Biden is, oh, he's not on the ballot and he only got 50,000 votes. And the Republicans got 300,000. Where do you think the enthusiasm story is going to go? That's where it's going to be tomorrow. There's no enthusiasm yeah, for Joe Biden. They report it. Do you buy it? Do you believe that, that if that's the story, do you buy it? Well, let's see how many votes he gets. Is it under 50,000? Because that is a real problem. Numerically. I mean, just arbitrarily, if it's under 50,000, it seems like an embarrassingly low number. Come back. More Devil's Advocates. Don't lose our number. 844-967-2789. Malarkey. The devil's advocates invented malarkey. And thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Stirring it up here on Devil Radio. Join us on the lines at 844-967-2789. You think that's what I'm doing? You think I'm just stirring the pot a little bit? (laughs) Trying to get trouble brewing? I feel like this is an unforced error by the Biden team, by the Biden campaign. They didn't have to make this a goofy, weird headline. Really do? Because South Carolina gave Biden the presidency. So it seems like a a, a righteous thing to do from that perspective. Really? Because you just pissed off two states and you can say, well, either one of those states are going to matter to any Democrat trying to win the presidency. But guess what? Neither does South Carolina. I mean, South Carolina is a strong red Republican state. So to tip your cap, upset the apple cart, turn your back on the voters of Iowa and New Hampshire to do so, I don't I don't think that was necessary. Why? Because James Clyburn gave you an endorsement? You yes. Upset the- <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, that's exactly why. So now they why. get to go first. Hey, apparently people want to go first. Crudy, what can I say? At the expense of bad the headlines that, for the uh, president. Over to Joe Biden last time, you know, he, he he gets his payback, man. He gets his thanks. I feel like this could be an unforced error. There's no reason to have this conversation except for this effort to flip the electoral map against 100 years of tradition. Because what, Joe Biden? Because South Carolina? I mean, come on, man. You didn't have to break the map. You just go campaign in South Carolina. Tell them how much you appreciate them in South Carolina. Can't wait till I come down and lose South Carolina in the fall. Because this state won't matter a hill of beans to be in the fall. Because this state doesn't matter. It's a southern red block state. It's going Trump. So thank God Where's we're going Iowa first going? with the Trump state. Where's Iowa going? You know, Iowa went for Obama. And if the Democratic Party Where's actually, Iowa, yeah, yeah, come on, probably man. going oh, for okay, Trump. Yeah. Give me the Trump, history lesson. Where's Iowa? Twenty-eight going? point swing in the state of Iowa from Obama to Trump, and there's no good reason for that. There is no good reason to see a swing like that in a state like Iowa, dude. Why? Because the Democrats gave up on Iowa, and we started running political insiders that didn't have as much appeal in Iowa. You know who almost won Iowa? Bernie, Bernie twice, yeah. right? 
That's what yeah. Iowa wanted. Joe, Joe barely finished viable in the room in Iowa, right? So what? Middle finger to Iowa? You didn't like me? Screw Iowa. Well, Iowa got $100 million in political buy on the Republican side. And New Hampshire, $77 million. So that's a driver of the local economy these states normally don't get, except every four years in these political cycles. But I bet they remember, and I bet they bank it, and I bet they hold it against the guy who changed the map on them. For whatever that's worth, they're all red states. <laughs> Let's get some callers. Susan calling from her car. Be safe out there, Susan. Welcome. What do you got for us? Hey, Susan. Hey, I guess I may have to start being like CJ, huh? Um, I don't know why they don't have the first primary in Wisconsin, but that's not, that's neither here nor there. I guess, Crudy, what I... I guess what I was kind of um, getting my goat is I think you're trying to goat a lot of people about this, but, you know, Joe Biden has done a good job. We are better off than we were four years ago. Yes, there is. You pay more at the grocery store, but that isn't on Joe Biden, and people know that. It's on the, the companies that are greedflation. Yes, ma'am. During COVID, it's, it's not in the play. Inflation has gone down. We have the best. We have... Uh, very good inflation at this point in time. We're doing well. People are doing well. And there are a lot of people who aren't doing well, but those people still are not going to do well until things change for everyone. And so the way I look at it, it isn't Joe Biden's fault. And I think the one thing that we have to remember is we're not talking about just Joe Biden and Trump. We're talking about the country as a whole. And I'm kind of tired of, of having you get on the bandwagon and tell people right out, well, I don't like Joe Biden. I really, he's my guy. Well, okay, so he's not your guy. Bernie was your guy. I know that. But I'm, what I'm asking from you is to be actually really honest about this. Why Why you say that? Is he old? Okay, he's old. Bernie is old. There are a lot of old people that are around that are doing really good jobs. And actually, he's more viable than Trump. He's he's actually more in better health. He, can, he exercises regularly. He's taking care of himself all his life. And I think he's in good shape. Maybe what you should do is do some push-ups with him. <laughs> you know, I listen to your show all the time, but I'm really tired of the dump on Joe all the time just because you get crabby about something. And I, and I guess that's, that's your job. Your job on this station is to be a devil's advocate. I understand that. But I would really appreciate it sometime if you would just really come out and honestly say that, yes, things are better. And we're not just fighting for Joe or whoever in the hell else they're going to um, run, we're fighting for the country. For, I'm fighting for my grandchildren, my children. I want a better world for them. And the only way right now that we're going to get it is if we elect a Democrat. So Susan, you still my, like me, though, right? Yeah. Okay, I still <laughs> like you now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Crudy, what do you have to say to Susan? I would say valid criticism in many cases and <laughs> maybe i'm a little ornery today could be the weather could be the counter programming of the badger game uh who knows you know it doesn't take much to rile me but i don't make stuff up on the radio i don't tell lies on the radio and although i do occasionally stir the pot i'll readily admit that susan if i don't believe it i won't say it you know what i mean i'm not doing it just to do it susan so 
if I point out that the Democrats have given us no alternative to Joe, well, Joe better damn well be good enough, right? Because that's your loaf of bread. Enjoy your Joe sandwiches. Okay, but hang on. Crudy, you said that a couple of times now. I mean, if, if someone wants to run, they could run, right? I mean, Gavin Newsom made his own decision not to run, right? Democrats never do that. The the fact you, that come on man come on listen listen the yeah fact I get that it. Poly, Bernie Poly, 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 Sanders at the end of the implied. day you're gonna tell me that guy like Gavin Newsom can't come to his own conclusions his own decision on what's best for him and his political career I think his donors told him what's best for him and maybe Barack Obama besides it, okay they and get if he in line to heed they're the, getting if in he line decides to heed the advice doesn't he still make his own decision sure it's not he being does forced upon him. No. Right. I mean, and everybody, Bernie could run again. Every anybody could do it. But they they looked at the map. They they talked to their advisors, and they decide the cycle. Well, I'm not going to do that. That's well, not, most that's, parties that's those don't. Individual. Hang on. That's on those individuals to make their own determination, their own decisions. Michael, that's not a a party apparatus. That's them. They could do it. if they don't want to do it. They wouldn't do it. Bernie ran before. You think you think he was getting some slack for you know running before? Sure, he did. But he made his decision to do it twice. Well, he ran not against an incumbent, and the fact that Bernie implied that Barack Obama should be primaried in 2012, which might have sharpened his steel a little bit. You know, I'm not I'm not sure why we are so damn afraid of primarying an incumbent. I mean, we see it happen on the right. I'm not saying it, you know, should drag the party continuously to the left, <laughs> to the ditch, but I'm saying I'm not so sure if, if Joe is such a successful president, why is the party apparatus set up state by state to basically make it impossible to run against Joe as a Democrat on the ticket and get a fair hearing or a primary or a caucus? It's not set up for anyone other than the incumbent president. So I hope you enjoy Joe sandwiches because we're going to get a lot of them. Yeah! The big and tall of political talk. The Devil's Advocates. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show, a Tuesday edition. State of the State Tuesday for Tony Evers going off about an hour and a half. It will be carried right here on the Civic Media Network, excluding the Badger stations. Uh, Tony Evers, a little preview here, Dom, for the audience and your sake. Uh, from our friends at West Politics, here's a statement the governor will make tonight. Republicans are officially on the clock to make the meaningful investments necessary to prevent the collapse of an industry that's essential for maintaining our current levels of workforce uh, participation. He's talking about the childcare industry. A little bit more, he will also... Tell lawmakers if anyone has a better plan to preserve the child care industry, let's hear it. I will work with any legislator, any partner, any stakeholder who's willing to engage in meaningful conversations on these issues to do the right thing for Wisconsin, Evers will say. So anyways, the governor going to give the state of the state. It's strong, Dom. It's strong. And I appreciate the strong phone call from Susan. I like the strongly opinioned. Yeah. I like people with strong opinions, and I think, you know, hers are just as valid as mine. Yours could be as well. Less so you, CJ, 844-967-2789. Um, 
here's what I would guess. Um, just being a, you know, a, a prognosticator, just trying to look forward in my fuzzy crystal ball and tell you what I see. A, Trump versus Biden will come to pass. This is what we will see. And I don't think the Trump trials will be quickly enough to keep him, prevent him from being the Republican nominee. Somehow it makes him all the more appealing to the craven Republican base. And they all come crawling back. All the electeds, they'll all endorse Trump. You'll see them all. They'll kiss his ass. They'll kiss his ring. So Trump's going to win. And I think this will have disastrous results for the Republican Party. We've seen he's nothing but a loser. And he's going to be a drain all the way down the ticket. And he will encourage the most Trumpiest sort of candidates. You know, he'll endorse them and they'll win the primary. And they'll be the least electable in the general election. So. I told you, I heard on Righty Whitey Talk Radio, Clay and Buck, they think maybe, maybe the Biden campaign's playing four-level chess by having his DOJ, per their conspiracy theory, indict Trump. They made him irresistible to the base, and now everybody wants Trump. And now once they get Trump locked in and he gets convicted, which is a probability, Trump will probably get convicted of something, whether or not it's between now and election day. That's hard to tell. But I think this is the worst decision Republicans could possibly make. So, Susan, I know you hear me talking skeptically about Joe Biden and the enthusiasm for Joe. But by the time we get to this fall, I'm going to have a hell of a lot of enthusiasm for some Joe sandwiches, some Kamala on the side. Because the alternative, of course, is the chaos of Donald Trump once again. And that is unpalatable to nearly everyone that doesn't live and die for a tax cut. So if that's the only policy choice we're judging Trump on, tax cut, because that's all these Republicans have, that and, you know, repeal and replace Obamacare with something better. Give me two weeks. Two weeks. It's coming in two weeks. Don't worry about it. So I'm not at all pessimistic about what's coming. I do think that this nation is trapped in this bad choice, bad choice scenario. I don't think that Joe Biden would be the first choice. If the Democrats had a primary this year, I don't think Joe would win. But he is our incumbent, and that's not the way we play the game. So he might not be my first choice, but guess what? He's my first choice, Susan. I love me some Joe sandwiches. Put a little extra butter on mine. Because <laughs> I'm going to be talking nothing but about Joe sandwiches from here to the election day. I love the fact that the vice president was here yesterday. Got to see her up close and personal. And they were talking trash about her on Right Wing Talk Radio. Oh, she can't communicate. Her answers lack enthusiasm. I'm like. You did not see that speech because I was there and she was communicating well and she was connecting and engaging and, and very, very passionate. And I've seen the president not so long ago, Dom, he's been to Wisconsin a couple of times. He's coming back to Wisconsin on Thursday, but here's the thing. There's only a couple of States that matter and we're one of them. So we're right in the, the middle of this hurricane each and every day. And I fight this battle and I want to get the word out each and every day. And I want to tell the truth. But part of telling the truth, Susan, is not everybody loves Joe Biden as much as you and I love Joe Biden. And sometimes I speak the truth of the independents and the polling and the different sources I see that say, oh, Joe's not as strong as we would hope he would be. But he's going to be strong enough. He's going to whoop Trump's ass because he's a man of character. He's a man of humanity. And that will become very evident when you put these two 
side by side, the biggest grifter, the biggest con man in America's history. I mean, literally, Trump made it to the White House, grifting all the way. And Joe Biden. I think the choice will be obvious. But, you know, I like my Joe sandwiches with some chili peppers, a little extra spice on them. And, you know, that's not Joe's flavor. He's not chorizo. He's not andouille. I like it a little spicy over here. <laughs> so, you know, if I complain about the flavor <clears throat> lacking a little spice sometimes, well, shame on me. But that's my truth, Susan, and you've expressed yours. And if you'd like to express your truth, right here's where you do it. 844-967-2789. Uh, let's get to the lines. Stephen from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Welcome, Stephen. What are your thoughts today? Hey, Stephen. So, Crute, you just took me on a Six Flags roller coaster with this whole Biden thing, <laughs> and I'm feeling a little sick at the end of it. So you started out by sounding like you were casting a little shade on Biden, and now you're ending with, well... I like Biden, but not everyone likes Biden as much as me and you like Biden. So I'm just trying to be their voice. Well, I'm trying to, but I'm trying to see things from Susan's point of view. Now, I am not the biggest Biden fan. That would be Matt Flynn. Anyone that knows the man knows Matt Flynn's <laughs> Joe Biden's top fan. Uh, Stephen, I certainly prefer Joe Biden to the alternative, which is chaos, which is Trump, which is fascism. Uh, I don't want to. Uh, leave you with any other impression than that or Susan. But there are days when I think this campaign has made some strategic blunders and not putting themselves on the New Hampshire ballot so they could tip the cap to a congressman in South Carolina in a state that will go red, I don't think was the smartest move on the Biden campaign strategically. I don't think it was smart. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, I do have a, I do have a question for you, you, for you guys though, to weigh in on, and I'm curious what you guys think. Just, I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm a devil's advocate. And let's say. Hey, you owe us $5 now. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Man. Yeah. Each time you say the name, um, you owe us five. <laughs> Keep it up. Wow. I'm going to be, in, I'm going to be in a lot of debt. I'm going to take out a loan by the end of this call. Um, <laughs> if, and I'm, I'm blanking on her name, but the person the, running against Trump right now. Nikki Haley. Um, or Nancy Pelosi, yeah, as Trump it, would call him. Yeah, whatever her name is. Um, if she wins the nomination and she goes against Biden, are are you guys a little more worried about Biden winning as a Democrat yes. versus Nikki Haley than Trump? Yeah, I would, I would be as well. Yeah, I think she's a more formidable opponent than, than crazy-ass Donald Well, and Trump she's is. not indicted 91 times, but the difference is, Stephen, I think... Um, the urgency would would be diminished if if somehow the Republicans come to Milwaukee this summer and they put forth Nikki Haley as their nominee and not Donald Trump, be it through the electoral process or through the process of criminal elimination. I think Nikki Haley probably does better than than Trump against Joe Biden. And I think the contrast, she's 52 Biden's going to be a little older 81, than 81 82 yeah i think the contrast is is often uh doesn't favor the older candidate but crudy the, the the motivation uh the urgency as you mentioned i mean if if it's not donald trump i think the, the gop loses a lot of uh, the base i don't think i don't think people come out for nikki haley like it, they it do really shakes trump. up the dynamic and in fact i saw a new polling yeah. out today that said if it's trump 
and Biden with RFK Jr. in there, Trump wins. That could change the math dramatically as well. It's not the year for a third party run. So I'm not encouraging Carnell West or Jill Stein or anybody else. But my fear is that's that's an X factor. We we can't deal with the Ross Perot factor at this point. You know what I mean? We don't know what that does to the electorate. So crazier things have happened. Just ask Bill Clinton and H.W. Bush, right? Because Perot changed that whole dynamic of that electoral cycle. And we assume Biden-Trump. And I assume if it's Biden-Trump, the same reason you voted for Biden the last time is the same reason you're going to vote for Biden this time. We're all going to get up and we're going to go vote for Joe Biden. And there's if, not going to be any any Biden voters that are going to go over to Trump this time around. I can't you know what imagine. I'm He's not going to gain any new votes from from those who've already supported Biden. The last I think election. the the larger question is: Will they be as energized to go and vote? Will the chaos of Donald Trump will it have been forgotten, diminished in the mind? You know, gone the way of January six descriptions they were just nice tourists it was such a great four years gas was so cheap you remember how cheap it was under trump of course yeah, they forget no the COVID. in their home and driving anywhere because it was a national and worldwide pandemic well the other side is too though crude again we don't know the you know the unknown so certainly uh, a third party run you know we've talked about that i was the gary johnson guy back in the day right i understand that i recognize now i'm not going to do that i think it's too important at this point but if if uh, you know, the RNC comes to Milwaukee and they pull a J6 party, you know, that's going to also have a, a, an impact on the electorate. I have, I have no confidence that the, the Proud Boys and, and the three percenters aren't going to be running roughshod in the city of Milwaukee, man. Especially if there's if their guy is, uh, is on the hook or if their guy is they're threatening or there's a contested convention in some sort, some way, something happens. Uh, we've already seen how his supporters have acted uh, based on what Donald Trump says. And if Donald Trump says, come to Milwaukee, it will be wild. How do you think that's going to play out? I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of unknowns between now and then. Well, Third. the difference between the January 6th and coming to Milwaukee in July, there'll be a lot more security in Milwaukee, and I guarantee they'll shoot to kill. We've seen those sort of presidential level setups for these conventions, Tom. Uh, there will not be a breach in the same way that there was on the J6. No way, no how just saying really dude do you think j6 would happen the way it did do you ever think for a minute that donald trump supporters would ransack the Capitol like that i mean do you ever think that would happen dude no, i think dude, it was plausible i've been to enough rallies i thought <laughs> it was plausible on, <laughs> i mean it's all plausible now because now it's history it's already been done the question is does it happen again and again and again well you know, the city with the history of Chicago, 1968, I think it was, Dom, and mm. getting ready to book a hotel room for the week down there because yeah. DNC is going to be in Chi-Town, man. We play down there on WCPT 820 AM. Shout out. Uh, let's get some callers in. Mark from the SAC, you're up. Happy days, Mark. What do you got for us? Hey, Mark. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, you know, that our only choice right at this point in time is a continuation of the Biden administration and to get more Democrats and to take back the House and uh, improve, improve our position in the Senate because it just, uh, because there's enough members of the Senate there that are just traitorous bastards, too, like Rand Paul. We don't know what information he delivered for Donald Trump, you know, personally handed over to, to Vlad, Vlad Putin. I mean, it, it is just... Uh, 
that more and more information comes out on what happened on January 6th, the planning that goes on, the planning that went on prior to it, and this crap that Trump said, well, go peacefully. Well, that was just the only time he said peaceful because all the planning prior to that was was violence against the law or violence against the Constitution, of which I think the violence against the Constitution was the fake electors' plot. Pure and simple, that was violence against our country. It might not have been physical violence, but it was violence against the law. I'm not going to argue with that point, Mark. I think you might be onto something. I got one more prediction for next year. This year, we're we're in 2024. It's the presidential election year. It's a leap year. Here's what I can tell you: Tammy Baldwin's going to smoke whoever the Republican nominee is. She's going <laughs> to win by Republican double nominee, digits. Rudy? Well, I would say probably Eric Hovey. I've seen that sign sitting out on Highway 3990 South. It's been out there six months or more. Hovey's running. He's got a sign. You need a sign. Look out at, look out at the does highway. Have a website. I'm less clear. I bet you Brad Schimmel does. He's already in for 2025. <laughs> he know what it is though. <laughs> Come back, more Devils Advocates. 844-96 Party. Grass-fed, locally raised, 100% organic. The Devils Advocates. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates radio show. Our last segment of the day. If you got something to say, you can hit us up right now. If you want to yell at Crudy a little bit, you know, you can do that too. 844-967-2789. Bring it on, he says. Bring and it. Stick around the Maggie Dawn show coming up next. It's already been brought in. 844-967-2789. Wisco Paul, welcome back. What do you got? Hey, Paulie. Hey. Hi, Devils. Hey, Dom. Go. Lions, I'll be rooting for them. I'm all right. I'm Thank you. Pumped. Hear the roar, baby. Yeah, I, I hope they make. <laughs> no, I don't think so. They're a pretty good football team. I hope they make the Super Bowl. They deserve it. It's been a long time, and so yeah, um, <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> oh well, but you know, you, you're patient, Dom. So it'll be worth the wait. I think they'll be. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a picture of patience. <laughs> you know, I. You know, with, as far as Voss, I'll just I'll just mention one thing about him. I just he's just a jackass. I watched the last ten years; it was it's been horrible. But as far as the as far as the election um, in November, I do worry about this. They call it no labels party. I mean, Crudy brought this up. It that actually Bill Clinton, um, Ross Perot helped him get elected. I do believe I'm correct on that one. Perot so had 18, 19% I, of the vote. Bill Clinton did not. He had like 42%, if I recall. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he was having a hard time, you know, because the Republicans uh, considered he was a weak candidate because he really, nobody got the majority, right? They, nobody would have gotten the majority on that, right, Crudy? Right. They, That's correct. Perot split it up. Yeah, so... The no labels thing, heaven forbid, if we get Trump again. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, uh, hey, um, Windsor's not that far from Detroit. Do you ever go over there, Dom? Is that pretty nice? Or Oh, yeah, man. The only part, I mean, come on, man. Canada south of Detroit, if you can believe it. Windsor's a great town. Yeah, cool. Well, that gives me hope then. Well, anyway, <laughs> um, the no labels thing. <laughs> the no labels thing worries me. I don't know what you boys think about it, but it does uh, concern me because um the trump people are going to vote for him no matter what but he just can't become president again i mean i just uh, 
Hey, and then my last question, does Haley have a prayer tonight? And uh, with that, I'll let you guys go. Uh, go Lions, Dom. All right. Thank you, Paul. Yes, yes. Haley has a prayer tonight. My understanding, uh, turnout pretty high. Uh, lots of independence, and if there's some folks that are not down with the Trump, absolutely, she's she's got a shot. My understanding, the the breakout right now, according to the Hill, was about half Republicans, about half independents, non declared uh, Republican Party members. Although you would think on first blush that might actually favor Haley because she's going to get most of the independents. Uh, there could be some some. Trump love amongst the independents, those that, you know, never bothered to declare a party. That sounds like a Trump thing to do. <laughs> right. I'm independent. I never declare myself part of any party. They wouldn't have me. 844-967-2789. Yeah. Third parties uh, could blow up all my predicting and yeah, all mean, my best sure, laid sure. plans, Dom. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, let's, we have just a few minutes left, and and I know uh, we, we pulled some sound. I want to get this out there because I know how the, the the Republicans they're all talking about how how Joe's get too old for this thing, and well, let's not forget what President former President Trump's seventy eight years old, I believe seventy seven, seventy eight, something like that. Uh, and he was out last night giving speeches in New Hampshire because you know that's what you do. And I specifically believe uh, the name of the town he was in. Uh, but he had so, he had some things to say. One was about Crudy about the dome, right? You heard this one. What was the this? the, the Iron, Iron dome. dome? What what they have in Israel to shoot down the the missiles? And of course, he thinks we should have one here. But he's very amazed, and he describes you know how smart these guys are and how effective it is and how quickly it happens. Or one must assume because he just throws random words together. Dom, <laughs> uh, let's hear what Trump had to say. Uh, his technical explanation of how the iron dome works if you would please name go these are not muscle guys here they're muscle guys up here right and they calmly walk to a seat ding 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 they've only got 17 seconds to figure this whole thing out right boom okay missile launch ping boom it's the most un ping boom ping i mean talk about a guy you know we do a little radio here once in a while crudy and Seems like the guy's trying to fill time. I mean, honestly. What? Dude, that that that's what you got? Ping 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 ping. What? I have oh. no idea what you mean fill time. What what does that mean? <laughs> uh and then another one. I found this one at the media. We just I bring eat. relevance. <laughs> well, you know, come on, sometimes, sometimes. Um, Donald Trump last night, again, I believe this is the same New Hampshire speech. Um Listen to this. Now, mind you, he's he's reading off a teleprompter. He's reading off a teleprompter. Nate, would you play that sound, please? Foolish are we? How stupid are our leaders? We can be energy independent and even energy dominant. Yes, oh yes, and quickly, says President Trump. We will be there very quickly. We are a nation where fentanyl and other forms of illegal drugs are easier to get than groceries to feed our beautiful families. We have become a drug-infested, crime-ridden nation, which is incapable of solving even the smallest, smallest problem, the simplest of problems we can no longer solve. We can't do anything. We are an institute, 
and a powerful death penalty. We will put this on. We have to bring in the death penalty if we want to stop the infestation of drugs coming into our country. I mean, I, I, you know, again, he's reading off a teleprompter and he can't even do that right. I think there might be a little ad-libbing going on there, Dom. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, the American dream is dead. And what's, what's the weird QAnon music in the bag, man? I mean, people, are, are, are you kidding me? Listen to the man. Are you, what are you doing in this room? How, how could you sit there and listen to anybody ramble on? Like, we're in a, we're in a, we're in a, a death penalty. Well, wait, what? So he wanted to say death spiral, and then he wanted to go talk about the death penalty, but he didn't. He conflated those things because he's losing his mind. The pressure is getting to him. Maybe he's still got Monday mouth. You know how that goes. <laughs> yes, Tuesday, man. Here, Here's my final thought for today. I can't wait until 2028. I mean, if our republic survives, it will be <laughs> so cool to move beyond Trump and Joe Biden. Uh, You'll know that neither one of those guys is on the ballot in 2028. You know, it gives me something to look forward to, Dom. In the meantime, eat your Joe sandwiches, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Devil's Advocates. Thank you to sports reporter Mike Clemens. Talking about Coach Griffith. He's out as the out. Milwaukee Bucks coach. I bet you Maggie Dawn's going to have an opinion about that and some politics. And then the busted pencils. Educated educators. Oh, no. And Governor Tony Evers, state of the state. Or a Badger game. Either one.